the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the uh, Thursday edition of The Ride Home. Uh, as we're broadcasting from the spare rooms in our house, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm looking outside and I'm seeing uh, it is raining once again. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, April showers are bringing May flowers, so at mm-hmm. this point, we can expect large bouquets. <laughs> I'm so over it. You know what our boss did yesterday? <laughs> what? Well, you know, but I'm just going to tell the listening audience, and in case I, my, our boss is listening right now, I'm going to tell him. Uh-oh. He had the nerve to send the week-long weather forecast to all of us mm. during the show. Mm. With, the, with the headline, depressing. He knew how low that would bring me. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, you know, the weather's one thing. Uh, the coronavirus is a whole other thing. So we're dealing with multiple layers, right? Yeah, and let's be honest. Let's be honest. You know, our edges are frayed. I think yeah, that's yeah. the nicest way I can put it. A little tiny touch, yeah. Right, and you're telling me now that there's something good about, like, me speaking to my, <laughs> myself okay. in the third person? Now, the longer we're, you know, embedded into our houses, oh, gosh. what I found is myself, and I believe this is probably fairly common. I'm just going to speak for myself. Mm-hmm. I'm walking around the house now. And, you know, I'm in my pajama bottoms and a T-shirt, and I'm saying, okay, John, I think it might be good now for you to go brush your teeth. And I think, don't, please don't disagree with me, John, because I, I know that, you know, hygiene is important to you. And, of course, you want to have good oral health. You're not really doing that. I am. I have been speaking to myself. Wow. All right. Some weird <laughs> third-person kind of thing, like, like there's somebody on my shoulder. And it's not like the angel and the devil. It's just some weird. Is it? Is it? Is it Mike and me? <laughs> I hope not, because I talk to you an awful lot. You okay, know? So, but I have. I've been talking to myself, so I've been thinking about this. I mean, you don't live alone. I'm not I, sure why you're talking to yourself. Well, you know, because nobody else cares what you're going to say, right? <laughs> they, they've heard it all before. House just don't care. I've heard that story. Okay, so uh, Socrates talked about the the unexamined life is not worth living. So uh, there is a thing. And uh, it's called Iliism, Iliism, which is uh, taken from uh, uh, Latin. The uh, Ili means he, that. And um, when you think about how you talk to yourself, Mm -hmm. if you would speak to yourself, you know, when you talk to yourself, more often than not, it's kind of like this loop, right? We tend to have the same conversations with ourselves all the time. There's a thread. And more which, often than which, not, is, which is why God's given us other people. Yes. So when you do talk to yourself and not like in the third person, more often than not, the thread tends to be critical, right? Oh, yeah. you're, you're down talking to yourself. Oh, it's self-loathing. No it is, right? It. So there's been some research that's been done. And the research says this, that if you choose to speak to yourself in the third person, that you somehow will let yourself off the hook because you're not going to be deeply judgmental to another person 
as you would to uh-huh. yourself. Yeah, I don't buy that for a second. You don't? Come on. Like, I'm going to walk through the house and I'm going to say, Kath, listen. And then I'm going to say something and I'm going to hear that more gently than me saying, you know, looking in the mirror and saying, really? Like, you're trying that again. Now, wait I mean, a second. I just, I'm not sure about this. When, when I think about this, I think it might work. I think there's a possibility that there's a way to be kinder to yourself, to look at yourself instead of being inward, Kath. Mm-hmm. Maybe if we yeah. saw ourselves out there as other people might see us, there's a possibility we could be kinder to ourselves. Are you concerned for my emotional well-being, John? I am. Aww. Especially in these dark and perilous so times. So nice of you, right? Mike. Are you concerned about my emotional well-being? Always. Always. Thank you, Mike. That's an excellent might, answer. That might Always. be a stretch. I don't right? know. But okay. Well, okay. So this requires me saying, Kath. Kath. Like, I, I can't do that. I no, can't I think, walk down the steps saying Kath no. to myself. I think more often than not, we people, all of us, human beings, are always our own worst enemy, unless you're like some crazy narcissist. Yeah. Right? Uh, I think by looking at ourselves outside, we could do ourselves a favor. If we saw ourselves more gently, more kindly, mm-hmm. with a little more wisdom, maybe it would just help ourselves in these really sort of claustrophobic times. That's what okay. I'm all right. So how do I approach this, John? What, 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 should, what should I be saying to me? I think any time that you start to go, Kathy, you know, blah, 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 blah. You go, wait, wait. Mm. And then step out and say, <laughs> no, this sounds crazy. <laughs> I mean, crazy. T- let's be honest. The whole thing sounds okay. crazy. And say, my friend, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> wait, now there are three of us? <laughs> For all I know, there could be a whole stadium full of you. The goal is... To be gentle with yourself and to mm-hmm. see yourself in a third-person abstract. I think, no. I, no, I do. Okay. I think it's worth a try. All right. I know you. Are you not hard on yourself? Yes. Yes. Would you not want to be more gentle with yourself? You no, know, but I don't want to do it by talk. I mean, I'd rather do it with you know having a good friend who's going to tell me something nice rather than me going out right outside on the other side of this door and having a talk with Kathleen. But, but we talk to ourselves all the time, all day long. We are talking. This conversation is going okay, on. Okay, right? it's self-talk, right? Anyone who's been in therapy knows what this is. Right. So can I alter self-talk and take it so yes. deeply here yes. and put it there. Yes. Somehow You're that right. distance allows yeah, that's me. That's a good point. Okay. I'll be honest with you. Okay. If I were doing that in writing, you know, I think people accomplish the same thing by keeping a diary. Yes. A journal. Writing in a journal or something like that. That's basically what you're doing. Right. And if, like I said before, if you've been in therapy with a psychiatrist, psychologist, that was whoever it is, whoever, mm. <laughs> whoever is helping you with you. Uh, they will often give you exercises that have to do with writing. Okay. So I appreciate that. So, and pardon me for having to lean forward into the uh, computer, but I have to get rid of something. I keep getting this pop-up on my screen, John, and it's not from me. The pop-up is not me talking to me anyway. So I do get it. I just think that I would just laugh at the absurdity of me talking to myself. I don't know. I think for, for your own sanity, I'm saying this for myself too. And for those, especially in these weird close quarters, right? 
I, I go back to this often. I think about this often. Good friends of ours. Remember this? Good friends of ours were having a marital dispute, and she said to him, in the most harshest tones, you are sucking the life out of me. <laughs> Mike, I'm serious. That, those are friends of ours. That's what you she are said sucking to him. The life out of You're me. sucking the life out of me. <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> when I heard that, and, and they're very, they're emotionally healthy people, right, I believe. Right. When I heard that, I thought, mm-hmm. oh, please don't let that ever be me. Right. My marriage. Or okay. In my, so for the sake of you are sucking the life out of me. Uh-huh. Mental okay. health. I'll take I'll take any nugget that people are willing to throw my way. All right. For crying out loud, I'll talk to myself. All right, good, good, good. I'm asking Dr. Colin Messer about that next All right. stuff. That's our I next really guest, our first you. guest of the show. Yeah, our first guest of the show. And we have a terrific show coming up today. Hopefully, we're going to do talking about the current virus, but we're also going to add in a lot of laughs. In yep. the 5 o'clock hour, we're addressing the essential question, the life and death question. Can we cut our hair at home already? <laughs> That's good. Yes. John has invited my personal stylist, Amy English, on the show in the five o'clock hour, and she's going to assess what I currently have going on and tell you all how bad it really is. You look great. No, yeah, seriously. Thanks. Okay, yeah. So hairdresser at 540. That's right. Hairdresser at 540. And seriously, as I said, coming up next on teaching college students online, what's that like? H. Colin Messer, head of the English department at Grove City College, will join us next and talk about if you've got a college student, what it is that they're going through. That's next on today's Ride Home. WORD. Playing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends. With the best new music. New 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 music. New music from Casting Crowns. Love Moved First. Love Moved First. Into the Sea, It's Gonna Be Okay from Tasha Layton. It's gonna be okay. And My Weapon New from Natalie Graham. Your presence is my greatest word. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. 101.5 WORD on the weekend. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free. Ever since I was a small child, I've always loved the United States of America. One thing I love is seeing how Americans come together and help each other in times of crisis. It truly is unique. As we have learned even more so of good hygiene these past few weeks, it is important to know another threat that has been around us since forever. Rodents. Rodents carry many diseases with them we do not want around us or in our homes. You can learn about all the diseases rodents carry online with just a few clicks. One of the best and most humane ways to keep them out of your home is with Plug-In Pest Free. Plug-In Pest Free sets up a no-go zone in your home utilizing the active electrical wiring. Now that's fair dinkum. Look us up at gopestfree.com today. Use promo code PEST20 for 20% off. That's gopestfree.com, promo code PEST20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. Timeless wisdom, encouraging proverbs, and powerful promises. At BibleStudyTools.com, we aim to provide the best free resources for knowing the Word of God and applying its powerful truths to your life. Use BibleStudyTools.com's daily Bible verse for inspiration as you start each day. Find powerful verses on more than 300 topics that relate to your life's challenges and needs. Verses to encourage your soul, lift your spirit, and strengthen your faith. 
Visit BibleStudyTools.com. That's BibleStudyTools.com. This is John Samick. I'm the owner of Service Master Greater Pittsburgh. We're not only a local Pittsburgh business, but friends and neighbors as well. Please take the recommended social precautions and we'll all get through this together. The man, the yellow man. Service Master. I'm John Samick, owner of Service Master Greater Pittsburgh. I wanted to let our Pittsburgh family know that we are still providing emergency services for property that's been damaged by water, fire, and smoke. We're here when you need us. The man, the yellow man, called Service Master. I'm not a big talker. I am a big doer. But sometimes the only way to solve the problem is to get on the horn and figure it out. So the only people I like talking to? Granger. With knowledgeable product experts, ready with the answers to my toughest questions, Colin Granger is the one conversation I don't mind having. From machining and motor parts to valves and vacuum pumps. When it comes to solving my problems, Granger's got my back. Call, clickgranger.com, or stop by to see for yourself. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The government relies on churches for crisis response. What an open door for community impact. Your church can be a trained responder by taking the Ready Church Learning Track at ChristianEmergencyNetwork.org. ChristianEmergencyNetwork.org Through the Ready Church Track, you will assess your church's strengths and learn how you can be most efficient in responding in times of crisis while strengthening your own congregation's preparedness. ChristianEmergencyNetwork.org So, if you've got kids, school-age kids, I mean, odds are that they're sitting in front of a screen, maybe even right now, in front of a Zoom meeting. And we've been talking to our kids about that, high school kids, college kids. Um, But what about the other side? What happens from the teacher's perspective as they prepare and as they educate our children? Well, uh, from Grove City College, Dr. H. Colin Messer is with us. Colin Messer is the chair and professor of English at Grove City, and he's with us now on the air. Hey, Colin, how are you, sir? Good afternoon. How are y'all doing? You holding up? We're holding up, up, Colin. I mean, it's it's hard for everybody in a different way. We've got people who aren't working. We've got people who are working double. We've got people who are lonely because they're alone. And we've got people that are stuck at home Mm -hmm. with their kids. It's every possible variable, right? Right. And and of course, we were just talking in the third person about talking to ourselves outside of ourselves. (laughs) So we're close to losing our marbles. Yeah. Well, I I I was glad that you were calling me. I needed to rescue guys from that from that conversation. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I was in a I was in a psychological downward spiral. So I appreciate you pulling me out. Uh, Colin, let's talk first about teaching uh, college students uh, over the uh, computer airwaves, especially when it's not just computer to computer. It's the fact that there's all sorts of other issues and emotions that go into what they're going through. Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, this has been a really interesting five weeks and we're all pressing ahead. I think trying to, to be faithful and do our best. It's 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 amazing for me. Uh, even the technology for us has worked just fine, and I'm grateful for that. But uh, I was so struck, I think, by the uh, one of your guests last week who talked about this this need that we have to be present to one another, yeah. and that that's not some sort of gnostic thing that actually involves our bodies. And and, and you know, I really do miss my students so much, and and, and I can tell they miss each other. And and uh, but. But, you know, we're, we're making it work. I think uh, one of my colleagues, Kristen Waha, here who teaches world literature for us, one of the questions she always asks her students when she comes to a new novel or poem, she'll say to them, what is the gift? Like, what, what can we find here? What's the gift that this difficult text might give us? And, 
and I've been thinking a lot about that just in terms of, you know, what's, what's the gift that we might find in this, not necessarily some sort of Pollyanna silver lining, but, but what are the things that we can sort of uh, take away? I thought Kathy Keller the other day, I felt really convicted by, by her remarks on your yeah. show about not just, not just riding this out, but really trying to see, okay, Lord, what do you have for us? And, um, yeah, so Colin, I, I wasn't, that, about, wasn't yeah. that a good conversation? You know, I appreciated that too. And it made me think, you mentioned this to Mike or John, or I don't know, whoever we were talking about it before you came on the air, um, just about the idea of of moving ahead. And you brought up mm-hmm. the, the C.S. Lewis sermon, Learning in Wartime, right? It's the same idea mm-hmm. that we're, that it's not that every, we're not stopping life. We're just learning how mm-hmm. to learn mm-hmm. in a different way. Yeah, and we, speaking of Lewis, um, so on the, I think it was around March 16th, we were, we, we knew, especially the faculty knew that this was, we were about to, to announce the transition that we we're going to send everybody home. And, and I was with my students uh, in one of my classes for, for the, I knew it was going to be the last time I was with them physically. And, and we actually talked about that sermon and it's, it's a, the, the, that's been really helpful to me, like three, three writers during this, this time that have been meaningful. And it just so happened that, that uh, two of them were on the syllabus for, for one of my classes. But that day we talked about Lewis and then we were right on the front edge of reading Flannery O'Connor and Walker Percy, which are favorites of mine, of course. And, yes. and the way these three writers have kind of helped us, uh, help me. And I mean that my students and myself sort of work through this period has been really remarkable. And Lewis, I don't know if some, some, I'm sure a lot of your listeners know about this sermon, but it's a, it's a remarkable moment. And it's, October of 1939, uh, Great Britain and France had just the month before declared war on Germany after Germany had had swept across Europe. And it was the first sermon that C.S. Lewis ever preached. And he preached it there at at St. Mary's Cathedral in Oxford. And uh, and I thought I'd just read a a quick excerpt that that I read to my students because it, it really set the table for how we were working through this and how we were anticipating what it would ask of us. And then, like I said, O'Connor and Percy uh, also helped. But, but what he sets, he sets the, the story. He says, basically, what are we doing here? Okay, we, we have this, this war, this, this major crisis is threatening everything. Uh, and is it not like fiddling while Rome burns to continue to study literature or to study biology or whatever it might be? And, uh, and this is what we talked about that day is this comment by him. He says, I think it's important to try to see the present calamity in a true perspective. The war, or we could say that the pandemic, creates no absolutely new situation. It simply aggravates the permanent human situation so that we can no longer ignore it. Human life has always been lived on the edge of a precipice. Human culture has always had to exist under the shadow of something infinitely more important than itself. If men had postponed the search for knowledge and beauty until they were secure, the search would never begun. We are mistaken when we compare war with normal life. Life has never been normal, and uh, and that that uh, isn't that a remarkable insight by yeah, him uh, in in a in a moment that's even you know I think in some ways was even more devastating uh, in, in some respects than than this. I mean, but but I I, I talked to my students about this, and, and it's interesting. I told them yesterday in class. I said, "Hey, we're going to be." Uh, I'm going to be talking to John and Kathy tomorrow. And for number one, pray for me because I always get nervous when I talk to when I'm when I'm talking to you guys. And I said, number two, what would you want me to say about how all this is, what, what this means to you, and what what this this whole undertaking has been from a student's yeah. point of view? And uh, 
Uh, and it's really, it's, it's, I've really learned a lot from them uh, as we've worked through this. Yeah, what Again, did they say, Colin? I'm eager to hear. Well, you know, one of, one of my students was, was uh, thinking about, uh, particularly with O'Connor, we, we talk a lot about apocalypse when we talk about O'Connor, and I know we've talked about her stories before, and you guys are great lovers of her stories, but, you know, there's mm-hmm. often these moments of really severe mercy in her stories. And, and so, you know, one of my students sort of made a connection between apocalypse and revelation, and, uh, and actually he, he said, he said, uh, what O'Connor teaches us is that apocalypse is not merely a cataclysm and a falling apart of our world. It's a revelation, a removal of the comfortable veil to expose an uncomfortable truth. Uh, and, and, you know, that there's some things we can learn about this. And then thankfully, not just the truth about ourselves and maybe our neighbor who's hoarding toilet paper or whatever it might be, but also that, that there's a, as he, as he puts it here, he says, uh, it's in this time of crisis and disease that we see more clearly the virus gnawing on our souls, but also mm-hmm. that we see uh, this physician who is, is the only true physician who can who can uh, cure us of this uh, in, in this most moment of sort of broken and, and twisted uh, hurt and pain and, and grief and anxiety and everything else. So uh, I, I think wow. he, he's really keying off Lewis there, the student was who. who was saying, you know, like Lewis says, the war has just, or the pandemic has just sort of reminded us of this predicament that we're always in. And let's face it, that most people at most times and most places have been much more aware of. And it's just us who have been fortunate in terms of our creature comforts to be able to kind of anesthetize ourselves from, from mortality or from pain so often. Uh, And man, it's really it's really come up close now for, for, yeah. for all of us in so many ways. Right. We're talking with Colin Messier from yeah. Grove City College. So with that then, Colin, as C.S. Lewis talked about in 1939, and of course the war was going to last six more years, mm-hmm. um, right. something good has to come from this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so mm-hmm. I think it's up to us individually. And, you know, oh, we just came through the Lenten season. People, you know, go through the Lenten season and they give up something or they try to add something. Mm-hmm. Well, this is, this is beyond Lent in a different way. But <laughs> yeah. me personally, I, I don't want to go through this and nothing has changed in me. I'm going to lean in towards mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. that's going to draw me closer to God somehow or create a, right. a new Awareness. layer of something in right. me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Uh, my wife said she saw the other day somebody tweeted out that this is the lentiest Lent that I've ever lented, or something like that, <laughs> uh, which I thought was a great. You know, I, I didn't want to give up this much for Lent, right? And uh, yeah, I think well, what what you know, and, and this is where literature, uh, I think, has been a great comfort because you know, there, there's writers are always sort of cranky and, and alienated. I think the best writers are, I mean, you know, Percy right. has this image of a canary in the mine shaft, you know, that he's, you know, we, those, those miners take that canary down there and they want it to be really happy. But the moment that he starts to sniff something noxious in the, in the air, you know, you better watch out, right? That means there's yeah, something yeah. really bad going on. And, and usually novelists and writers, and I think particularly our best Christian novelists and writers are the ones who are constantly, wanting to kind of afflict the comfortable and comfort the afflicted. You know, they're, they're sort of pointing us to some things about our predicament that, that we'd rather just forget. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and that's certainly, I think, you know, Percy has this image, the image that's I think meant to most of my students, we've been reading 
Percy's novel, The Last Gentleman, and, and one of his main kind of images in that novel is this idea of being a wayfarer or a pilgrim or a castaway. And, uh, and that's such a, you know, that's such a Christian picture of, of human beings if we are open to it, you know, that, that, that this world is not ultimate, that we're called to care for it and really love our neighborhoods and our neighbors and to be, to be rooted and, and caring for this place. But we know that this is, this is, a uh, this is not our ultimate sort of place for home that we're are, we are sort of castaways. And, uh, yeah. Uh, this is, uh, I, I love this particular line from his essay about this. Uh, when he talks about, you know, are we willing to recognize our castaway status? Uh, and he says, uh, one thing is certain, uh, the castaway should be what he is and not pretend to be somebody else. He should be a castaway and not pretend to be at home on the Island to be a castaway Mm -hmm. is to be in a grave predicament. And this is not a happy state of affairs but it is very much happier than being a castaway and pretending one is not. This mm-hmm. is despair. The worst of all despairs is to imagine one is at home and one is really homeless. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, I found that, I think our, all of us have been put on, sort of put on edge. And then think about it. I had one of the students write to me and say, you know, I've been thinking a lot about what it means to be at home because now I'm, you know, I'm sheltering in place back at home with, this, with these people that I haven't lived with for, for several years for any length yeah. of time. And it's made me really configure and think a lot about what home means and what ultimate home. And, and most of my students are, I think, really making the best of it. I know for the Messers, like we're like my kids, I think my, my college student kids are really bummed not to be at college. But I'm I mean, I'm thrilled to death. I mean, every, you know, dinner time every night is just like a gift to have everybody around the table. And nice. Elizabeth's been making these really wonderful meals. That's sort of the highlight of the day. I mean, my girls have yeah. kind of put a trip on her saying, you know, this is the only thing that we look forward to all day. So poor Elizabeth trying to, you know, kind of live up to that expectation. <laughs> right. But, it's not uh, like she doesn't have anything it, else it, to do, Colin, right? Yeah, exactly. But there's a lot of power in looking forward to something. Yeah, there really it is. is. I'll tell you, this has been a this yeah. has been a terrific thing, Colin. I wish we had more time, but I just really appreciate how you've turned our hearts toward eternal things that we can read in literature that kind of take us out of the emergent nature or the anxiety of the current, you know, this exact moment, and kind of allow right. us to realize that there's a bigger thing going on, and yeah. that this doesn't have to be the end. This can just be another step in our journey forward. So sweet, yeah, absolutely. So thanks, yeah, Colin. Well, thank you. And I encourage people to read "Learning in Wartime" by Lewis. It's really a fantastic. Yeah. You know what? I'll try to. I'll post that on our um, on our page, "The Ride Home with John and Kathy" on right. Facebook. Awesome. Thanks, Colin. Hope the next right. time hey, we talk, uh, it'll be in person. All right, sounds good. Looking forward to it. Our pleasure, Dr. H. Colin Messer. He's the chair and professor of English at Grove City College. And Kath, I look forward to uh, having the C.S. Lewis piece up yep, on our Facebook. I'll put page. it up. Take a break. Come back. Um, there have from the sublime to the ridiculous. There have been 20 seasons of the show The Bachelor. <laughs> I've not seen them. Boy, but I I'm wish curious. we could have talked to Colin Messer about The Bachelor. How many people are married from The Bachelor? Stick hey around folks, for that it's answer. Kenny Woods. Like you, I'm spending more time with my family. And one thing we enjoy right now is watching uplifting movies that affirm our faith. With all the choices, what should you watch? I have the answer. Introducing Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus. It's a documentary which presents convincing evidence that the biblical account of the Exodus is true. Investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney journeyed to Egypt, Israel, and throughout the world to search for answers to one very important question. Did the stories like Exodus as written in the Bible really happen? The result of his investigation are monumental. 
Right now, you can watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, at home. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's PatternsofEvidence.com. Immediately following the movie, a panel moderated by Gretchen Carlson and featuring Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, and Anne Graham Lotz will provide further insight and commentary on the film. Watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, and others in this series. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's PatternsofEvidence.com. Did you know that migraine is a disabling disease affecting over 36 million Americans? The pain of migraine sufferers is often so bad their lives just stop. The American Migraine Foundation helps people living with migraine to find the support and treatment they need. If you, a friend, or a family member suffer from migraine, Go to AmericanMigraineFoundation.org to learn more, find help, and get connected. Make your move against migraine. Are the impacts of the pandemic causing you worry? The long-term effects of COVID-19 are unknown, but the short-term effects for the stock market have already included record single-day and single-week losses. How is this health scare affecting your retirement savings? Call Kirk and Odick at Accurate Solutions Group. Kurt and his team have managed market fluctuations before. Schedule a phone or video consultation to create a plan designed to help reduce the risk of your retirement savings. From the latest health scares and other market events that could impact your savings, you likely have questions. Don't wait. Call or text for a complimentary phone or video consultation, 412-515-0005. You don't know how the market is going to continue to react. You only know that you don't want your retirement savings to feel more effects from the pandemic or other volatile events. Get your retirement plan checkup today. Call Kurt Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Group, 412-515-0005. Don't wait. Call or text, 412-515-0005. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management. LLC. Coming down the home stretch is Liberty Mutual, followed by Customizes Your Car Insurance. But wait, from the back comes So You Only Pay For What You Need. So it's Liberty Mutual, Customizes Your Car Insurance, So You Only Pay For What You Need. And I'm pretty sure this is just an elaborate insurance ad. Liberty, 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 Liberty. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers, and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at Radio.com. Cloudy with rain for tonight, low 49. Tomorrow, showers to start, otherwise clouds high 61. Tomorrow night, clouds low 44. Cloudy with rain in the afternoon, Saturday, high 63. Sunday, cooler, breezy with periods of rain, high 51. Monday, sunshine with a high 54. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. All righty. Uh, okay, true confessions. Uh-huh. I have never seen literally one second of the Bachelor show franchise. Have you? Me neither. Hey, okay, good. So then we're more than... Um, we're more than qualified to speak about The Bachelor. I, I'm excited about the conversation. <laughs> okay. So uh, at the website, which is called Distractify, distractify.com, uh, the number of Bachelor couples that are still together is pretty depressing, so they say. Yeah, but so, le- wait, you're telling me this isn't la- leading to a long-lasting relationship? Shocking as it might be, what? to meet a complete total stranger on television and then have sex with them does not necessarily pan out for a long, happy relationship. That's a real surprise. Right? Okay, so 20 seasons of The Bachelor. Is this 20 seasons? years? 20 years? No, they have to have a couple seasons a year, maybe, right? Maybe they it does. Can't, they, okay. There's no way The Bachelor's been on for 20 years. Okay. 
All right. So um, I can't believe it's been on for two years. Me too. You can count on one hand four couples that have come together uh, in the Bachelor finals of those 20 seasons. Just four couples are together. Four out of 20. Four out of 20. Mm-hmm. From season 13, Jason Mesnick and Molly Mullaney. Uh, they did not apparently get engaged during the bachelor finale because uh, Jason chose somebody else mm-hmm. was with her for a short while, broke up and then took the runner up. And oh, then they no. themselves were married and what? have had uh, a child. All right. That's good. That's from okay. season 13 from season 17, Sean Lowe and Catherine Gaducci. Sean and Catherine have not only beat the odds and stay together since they got engaged in 2013. The couple are now proud parents of three kids which is excellent. Very wow, good. good for them. Yep, you can follow Sean on Twitter. Uh, Ariel Ledeck and uh, Lauren Berman, season 22. Mm-hmm. Season 22? Uh, just I like, thought, I thought um, there were just 20 seasons. I don't know. Okay, uh, now we're br- skipping ahead. Bring it up with distractify.com. We're enjoying um, it so much, we just want to make it move faster. So just like the earlier pick between Jason Mesnick and Molly Mullaney, um, Ari and Lauren, they dumped their first pick and went back to each other sort of, a, you know, as an also ran. But as that's good because mm-hmm. they've been together for a while. Um, they have a daughter, Alessi, and uh, they've been together since 2019. And then from season 23, Colton Underwood and Cassie Randolph, they are not married, but they are living together as a couple <laughs> okay. and they have a child. Okay. So here's the thing. 20 seasons. So they're only going season 13, season 17, season 22, mm. season 23. Mm. So those earlier seasons, nobody's together. No, no. It, I mean, as much of a surprise as it is to all of us, it seems like this uh, system they have is not, you know, leading toward lifetimes of happiness. Mm. So the rose, the rose does not hold the power, does it? No. Is that, the, is that what they do? They hand they each other get, right? a rose? Isn't there a rose involved? I think so. I think it's insufferable. I can't yeah. even stand the commercials. There's a rose. Okay. But you know what? If you're watching The Bachelor, though, at this time, I'm not criticizing what anybody's nope. watching. No, no, no. Don't mean to be snarky. If, if you came to see what I was watching, you'd be like, she is uh, so lame. And I would agree with you. I'm sorry. Right. No judgment. It's, a, it's sort of like, uh, what's the, the gym? No judgment zone here, Kath. Exactly. Right? I am right. just, if you want to watch The Bachelor people, knock yourself out. Okay, take a break. Come back. We've been running commercials for the film No Safe Spaces. Uh, I've seen it. It's fabulous. Do yourself a favor. We're going to talk with the director from No Safe Spaces next. Stay tuned for that. 101.5 WORD. At home, at work, or when home is work. We're here with the information, teaching, conversation, music, inspiration, and hope you need right now. Use your smart speaker to connect to Pittsburgh Station, sharing the word that changes the world. Okay. Find us at The Word Pittsburgh, 101.5 WORD. Got milk? We sure do. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse. And boy, do we have milk. That 130-cow herd of ours just keeps on producing. They don't give one hoot about a world health pandemic going on. Come on out to the Springhouse in Washington County, Pennsylvania, for farm-fresh milk that we pasteurize, homogenize, and bottle right here at the Springhouse when my brother Sam brings it over the hill from the milking barn. We share a lot about our homemade meals and baked goods, but cows are the heart and soul of our dairy 
Farm and Country Store. To say thank you for your unwavering support during these uncertain times and to lend a helping hand to our customers, we are offering all three kinds of white milk at a huge discount, $2.95 a gallon, as long as we can keep up. Our family is so blessed by so many folks stopping by and thanking us for being open, and we are blessed to be open. Let us share a little bit of our farm with you, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Wow, how the world has changed in just a few short weeks. If there is one thing COVID-19 has taught us, is good hygiene. Wash your hands more often and wipe down frequently touched surfaces. Unfortunately, we also face another problem that has been around us since, well, time itself. Rodents. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free. Rodents usually carry diseases with them we do not want around us. Treating the problem the old-fashioned way with baits and traps only causes the problem to continue. Baits invite rodents in when you really should be trying to keep them out. So how do we keep them out? With Plug-In Pest Free, an electromagnetic device that utilises the electrical wiring in your home to set up a no-go zone. Now that's fair income. Look us up today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code PEST20 for 20% off. That's gopestfree.com, promo code PEST20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. For over 20 years, Trinity Jewelers has helped us celebrate life's closest relationships. And while their store may be closed for now, they think it's worth remembering that in times like these, it's those relationships that keep us going. They remind us that this too will pass and to put our focus on the things that really matter, our family, our friends, and a savior who will never leave us nor forsake us. We're going to get through this together. The entire staff at Trinity Jewelers is looking forward to seeing you soon. We live in a weird time in America. We sure and do. you know, in 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 days past, there was open dialogue, conversation, ideas exchanged between people who were disparate. And that was allowed, especially on campus. That was allowed. That was the, what the foundation of America was. Encouraged, right? Yeah. Yes. Now, if uh, you disagree with someone, you're silenced and you're also evil on top of that. We've been running spots for the film No Safe Spaces. And the director of the film, Justin Folk, is with us. Hey, Justin, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's our pleasure. Yeah, Justin, we're happy to have you. This is a topic you can imagine that John and I talk about regularly on the air. And it's just been a constant disappointment and worry to each one of us that when there should be spaces that are open for dialogue and for thought and for challenge, those are the exact spaces that are being closed down. Can you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, our film focuses on this this um, very deep problem that's happening. Uh, America has always been a place for ideas, and how do you how do you talk? You have to talk openly to talk about ideas. And if you can't talk about ideas, you can't solve problems. You can't figure out what the good ideas are and what the bad ideas are without discussing the ideas. And and more and more, we're seeing in our country on the college campuses, but not just on the campus. It's everywhere in society. It's in social media. It's at your place of work. People are being silenced uh, because they hold a view that isn't popular, uh, because they say something that somebody else doesn't like. Uh, you name it, people are uh, nowadays not 
speaking what they really truly believe. And I think that's dangerous for our society. It's dangerous for America. Um, we ultimately, I think we all hope that the good ideas we, will win, uh, but we need to be able to talk openly about the, those ideas. And that's what our film, No Safe Spaces, dives into. And it really talks about how America is a special place. It always has been where we've been free to talk and say our opinions. And, and as a result of that, so much great has, has occurred. Um, so many great things and great ideas and, and so many truths have been found. So in the film, Justin, the two sort of bookends are, are Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla. Now, you established this early on in the film. The two men could not be more different in their worldviews and in their ideology. However, they do come forward and together with the idea that there should be free expression. Talk about the relationship and how the three of you work through this. Well, Adam and Dennis are a perfect odd couple. And um, mm-hmm. in one way, No Safe Spaces is kind of a buddy movie. Uh, these guys, we, we went all over the country with them. They did live events, live shows. Um, of course, Adam Carolla is extremely funny. Um, Dennis is, is incredibly insightful. And the combination of the two was really dynamic. And, and as you mentioned it, they come from very, very different backgrounds. Um, but they point out that none of that really matters when it comes to what our country is all about. Um, you know, it's the freedom, it's the, it's the individual that matters in our country. And, and, always, and, that's, and that's what our founders envisioned for us. And so um, they really kind of uh, provide a template uh, for the rest of America to see, hey, listen, um, we may be from very different places. We may not agree on everything, but here's how we can dialogue. Here's how we can talk about ideas and discuss things. And I think it's an inspiring story because of these two guys. It really is. Okay, so you go through the film, and there's so many great stories, so many wild personalities that are part of this movie. One of the uh, people that stood out to me was a young woman from Berkeley. She was a, a senator on campus. I mean, it was a, an elected student position, Senator Chow. Uh, could you tell us that story, Justin, just as sort of in a nutshell to give people an idea of what the film, what it goes into? Sure, absolutely. She, uh, Isabella Chow is, is such an important story, and I think it's very important for people to understand what's happening on these campuses, especially if you have a child that's going to one of these universities or if you're about to send your kids to these universities, the, the type of environment uh, that they're going into here. Isabella Chow is a born-again Christian, and she's a very sweet girl. She's Asian-American. Um, she's very intelligent. She got elected to the uh, University of California, Berkeley uh, Senate. And so she is one of the student uh, officers there. And um, back in, I forget exactly, it was a couple of years ago, it was about a year ago, um, they had a, a vote on a, an issue that had to do with Title IX. And she decided to abstain from the vote because of her Christian beliefs. She, she didn't vote no, she just decided to abstain from the vote and, and not yeah. vote on it. Um, as a result of that, she was attacked. She was uh, verbally attacked. Uh, the, the student senate uh, called for her resignation. There was uh, basically a riot on campus for this uh, very uh, mild-mannered, polite, uh, thoughtful uh, uh, young woman, Isabella Chow. I mean, if you, talk to, if you see her in our movie, you can tell she's just so thoughtful and well-spoken. Um, she was called a bigot. She was called a hater. She was called all kinds of names only because she wanted to, to not do something 
that she wasn't comfortable with because of her Christian faith. Mm-hmm. And, and I think people can look at this one story and, and understand this is not just a crazy example. This, this sort of thing is happening all over the country on these campuses. If you have a, a view or um, a belief that is unpopular, um, they will come for you. And uh, you can see the repercussions that she faced. She was asked to leave every club that she was involved with, every uh, affiliation that she had on campus. Um, and she was a, you know, a, a very energetic person involved in a lot of great things. She was asked to leave all these clubs uh, simply because of this incident, because she uh, decided to stick to her Christian faith. And the, and the weird thing was, of course, and you said this, is it wasn't though she was taking some gigantic principled stand. Because of her Christian beliefs, she just chose not to vote. I'm going to abstain from this. But because of that, she's not only wrong, but she's also evil. That's correct. Yeah, it's not so much that I disagree with you. It's, it is you are an evil person and you need to be, you need to be shut down. Um, and, and, of course, it's all in the name of diversity, too, which is the interesting irony here. Is, is, is she's a female, she's Asian, uh, she's by all classifications a minority, but she, she doesn't have the right uh, way of thinking according to these people. And so uh, she needs to be uh, cast out. So it's a, it's a really crazy example. People uh, spend, and this is what people I think really need to, to, to get a hold of, is um, you raise your children, you spend all these years uh, developing in them the values that you hold dear, your faith. Uh, certain values, and then they go to these colleges, and in a matter of one semester, uh, there are forces that want to unravel all of that. So people need to understand what they're up against and, uh, and what's, what's happening on these campuses. We're talking with Justin Folk. The new film is called No Safe Spaces. You can view it today. NoSafeSpaces.com is the place to go. NoSafeSpaces.com. You'll be asked for a code, which is SAVE25. But do yourself a favor. It's fascinating. It'll make you a little crazy, but it'll also uh, ask you a lot of different questions about who you are as a person in this democratic society of the United States of America. Kath? It's one of those moments when you just take a step back, don't you, Justin? And you think, how did we get here? This is craziness. America was built on the idea of free speech. It's one of the things that we say that we hold dear. And yet when it comes to -to day-to-day interaction, why are people treating others so badly? Justin, did you discover anything about that? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I, th- I think we saw, uh, we saw a lot of angles of this thing. We saw a lot of people that are very um, against hearing other opinions. They're trying to wall themselves off. I think they're afraid of something. They're afraid of, mm, okay. of being wrong. They're, they're afraid of, of learning something that might upset whatever they, they, their, their, their opinion uh, has been all this time. And so people... Uh, what we're finding more and more, and this isn't just, just on campuses, this is everywhere. Um, people have this confirmed bias, and any outside of opinion that threatens that can get really scary. And so instead of engaging those ideas, they go to shut them down. Um, I, I think this is fairly new. Um, I think um, in our country, um, we, we've usually had a, a pretty robust dialogue, but more and more, there's a real sensitivity to being uh, wrong or offended by an opinion that's not yours. And I think that's fairly recent. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what, what all goes into that. I think there's some theories, and I'm not an expert on that. 
um, you know, whether it has anything to do with helicopter parenting uh, or just the way our society, our culture is going in general um, through our entertainment and through academia, uh, people being trained with this, this idea, this crazy notion that um, if you say something that I don't like, you don't have a right to say it. Um, it's just very un-American and it it's is. scary because, right. because at a certain point, no matter who you are, even if you kind of live this perfect, like, um, you, know, you know, this, this, if, even if you, uh, put yourself out there in a way that is not to offend anybody, eventually you will offend, you'll offend somebody, right. you'll say something, you'll, you'll, you'll have a belief or you'll, you'll say something that will eventually offend somebody. So no matter who you are, um, it will come for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they will. I mean, one of the things that I heard, there's so many things that are so quotable in the film that somebody talked about, well, in today's culture, the aspiration is victimization, right? That everybody in some way is put upon. We're all victims in some way. So we either need to air those grievances or if I'm a victim, I'm going to shut you down so I don't have to deal with that victimization anymore. Yeah, that's right. Unfortunately, uh, lately, victimization has become a currency. Um, and I'm not just discounting the fact that some people have been victimized and I'm not saying that there right. aren't, yes. I'm, I, you know, I'm not saying there aren't racists. I'm not saying that there aren't people that treat people poorly out there. Of course. Um, but, but, you know, and you guys understand this, but, but it has become a currency. It has become a, a, a system of credibility where I can talk about an issue because I come from a victim class. You are not a victim, so you don't get a you don't have the right to share your opinion on that subject. Uh, there's a lot of examples of that. You think about the abortion issue. You know, men can't weigh in on this because they're not women, and they don't. You know, it doesn't have to do with their bodies. And there's a lot of other things like that that have to do with um, race and and immigration and other issues that that you simply can't weigh in on if you're not part of that victim class. But if you are part of that victim class, your opinion matters more. Um, than others. And it's a weird category. It's a, it's a snake that will eat its own tail eventually because um, it divides people down. It's a, it's a dividing tactic where it cuts people out and ultimately it divides down to nothing, but down to one person, like who's the most victimized. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just not, you know, e pluribus unum, which is, you know, uh, part of the uh, American Trinity, you know, um, from many one. I mean, we're all supposed to be unified in one as Americans, not, we're not supposed to divide ourselves down into these uh, individual classes, victimized classes. Uh, We're supposed to, uh, you know, come together as one as Americans to solve problems and not, not just divide each other down. Justin Folk, the director of No Safe Spaces. It's such an important film, Justin. We're grateful that you could join us today. We're also grateful that we've got a special coupon code for our listeners who'd like to watch the film online. It's at nosafespaces.com. That's nosafespaces.com. There's a uh, a box that you can fill in for a coupon code. Your coupon code, code is SAVE, S-A-V-E 25, S-A-V-E 25. Great job, Justin. Thank you so much, guys, and thank you so much for telling people about the film. We, we mm-hmm. hope it makes a big difference. Uh, we really do hope that it reminds people of these foundational issues that we really do hold dear as Americans. Yeah. No Safe Spaces. Go there right now, nosafespaces.com. Put in the coupon code SAVE25.
Are you on a credit card treadmill, paying high interest rates and only making minimum payments? The credit card companies love keeping you on their treadmill, going faster and faster and getting nowhere. It's time to call National Debt Relief. If you have $10,000 or more in credit card debt, consolidation loans, medical bills, or collection accounts, National Debt Relief may be able to resolve your debt for a fraction of what you owe, with no need for bankruptcy or a consolidation loan. National Debt Relief has resolved more than $3 billion of debt and has helped over 100,000 clients get off the credit card treadmill. Get off the credit card treadmill and get on the road to financial freedom. Call the company ranked number one for debt resolution and rated A-plus with the Better Business Bureau, National Debt Relief. For your free no-obligation evaluation, call today, 800-990-4711, 800-990-4711, 800-990-4711. As a business owner, you're in a difficult position today. Stay-at-home regulations, social distancing, and in some cases, extreme limitations on our individual liberties have caused small and medium businesses to question whether marketing during this time is the right thing to do. You're asking a lot of questions and you're getting few if any answers. Salem Surround is here to help business owners during these challenging times. We're sponsoring free webinars April 22nd and 24th featuring nationally known marketing and advertising experts Burrell and Associates named in the top 2% of worldwide consultants by Gerson Lehrman Group. They'll discuss how to manage marketing in times of crisis and examples of how some businesses actually thrive in difficult times. Attend virtually to hear some factual data on what you can do to to keep your business top of mind, relevant, and vital to customers today. Two free seminars are offered each day, April 22nd or 24th, and limited space is available. For times and to sign up, go to SalemSurround.com. SalemSurround.com. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. Hey, this is Laura Story. Are you ready to deepen your faith on a spectacular week-long Alaska cruise? After you prepare your heart with worship led by Michael O'Brien and myself, Alistair Begg will be sharing from God's Word, and together we will renew our vision, purpose, and connection with Christ. We'll let Scripture steer our hearts as we explore God's eternal truths together. Salem Media Group presents the Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise, August 30th through September 6th, 2020. Get more details at wordfm.com slash alaska. public reading of scripture for today is from the book of Luke. This is the ninth chapter. John. Once when Jesus was praying in private and his disciples were with him, he asked them, who does the crowds say I am? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others that one of the prophets of long ago has come back to life. But what about you? He asked, who do you say I am? Peter Peter answered, answered, God's God's Messiah. Messiah. Jesus strictly warned them not to tell this to anyone, and he said the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. 
I love this. I know. I do too. It's a good one. All these reflections on the resurrection that we've been doing, um, because of course we're in the season of Easter tide. I don't know. It's just, I, I love it. I, I love all the hope it gives us. I love the reality of it. And in times like this, boy, we need a way forward, don't we? I'm into that. Take a break. Okay, when we come back uh, during the five o'clock hour, Kathy Emmons' hairdresser will join us live on air. Should you cut your hair at home? Stay tuned for that. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com, in the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Congressional oversight of the coronavirus rescue effort is quickly expanding. The House is voting to create a new subcommittee to track more than $2 trillion in coronavirus aid. That new panel will also examine the government's response to the virus. Republicans are opposed to the creation of this committee, saying it duplicates other work and will be politicized by Democrats. A Mississippi city has changed its policy that banned drive-up church services during the pandemic. The city of Greenville now says services are okay with windows rolled up. The city facing two freedom of religion lawsuits. The U.S. Attorney General is siding with the church in one of the lawsuits over the city's original ban on drive-up church services. On Wall Street, the Dow gained 39 points today, but the Nasdaq was down less than a point, and the S&P dropped one. This is SRN News. Are you tired of some of the movies that Hollywood puts out? Why not redeem the time you're spending at home with family and watch something that affirms your values? For a limited time, you can purchase No Safe Spaces, a film that reveals how freedom of speech is being threatened and how some are even attacked for their Christian beliefs right here in America. Freedom of speech is important for the spread of the gospel. Truth flourishes where it's allowed to be heard. But your speech and beliefs are under attack now more than ever. People have been accused of hate speech for simply speaking about the gospel. And some politicians have threatened to permanently shut down churches because of the pandemic. There is no more important time to watch No Safe Spaces. Go to nosafespaces.com. Use the code SAVE25 to get 25% off your purchase. That's SAVE25. This offer is only available for a limited time. Go to nosafespaces.com today. As a business owner, you're in a difficult position today. Stay-at-home regulations, social distancing, and in some cases, extreme limitations on our individual liberties have caused small and medium businesses to question whether marketing during this time is the right thing to do. You're asking a lot of questions and you're getting few, if any, answers. Salem Surround is here to help business owners during these challenging times. We're sponsoring free webinars April 22nd and 24th, featuring nationally known marketing and advertising experts. Burrell and Associates, named in the top 2% of worldwide consultants by Gerson Lehrman Group. They'll discuss how to manage marketing in times of crisis and examples of how some businesses actually thrive in difficult times. Attend virtually to hear some factual data on what you can do to keep your business top of mind, relevant, and vital to customers today. Two free seminars are offered each day, April 22nd or 24th, and limited space is available. For times and to sign up, go to SalemSurround.com. SalemSurround.com. Hi, it's Flo. And you know what word I don't get? Shampoo. The first half of the word is sham, and the second part you definitely don't want to see in the shower. That's why I made up a neat word. Flotection. The feeling of security you get when your new house is protected by home insurance through me and Progressive. I mean, seriously, shampoo? 
What part of that makes you want to rub it all over your hair? Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. For over 20 years, Trinity Jewelers has helped us celebrate life's closest relationships. And while their store may be closed for now, they think it's worth remembering that in times like these, it's those relationships that keep us going. They remind us that this too will pass and to put our focus on the things that really matter. Our family, our friends, and a savior who will never leave us nor forsake us. We're going to get through this together. The entire staff at Trinity Jewelers is looking forward to seeing you soon. Cloudy with rain for tonight, low 49. Tomorrow, showers to start, otherwise clouds high 61. Tomorrow night, clouds low 44. Cloudy with rain in the afternoon, Saturday, high 63. Sunday, cooler, breezy with periods of rain, high 51. Monday, sunshine with a high 54. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the 5 o'clock hour of the uh, Ride Home with John and Kathy. Looks to be a really big hour. Mm -hmm. Kathy Emmons' hairdresser will join Mm -hmm. us later to talk about the perils of cutting your own hair at home. Listen, now she's going to come on and she's going to look, take one look at me and she's going to say, boy, you haven't been to see me in far too long. You look great. How long has it been? Uh, well, it's been, uh, f- I think it's been five or six weeks since she colored my hair and it's been at least uh, two and a half months since she cut it. Two and a half months. Uh-huh. Okay. It's been a long, I mean, longer than that. Two yeah. and a half months. That's right. yeah, about, no, probably about that long. Uh, my barber looks up, he looks at my head and he goes, you're good. That's right. You're probably- That's fine. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's okay. going to be really entertaining. She's uh-huh. going to be on the air at around 530. Yeah, We're streaming we- on Facebook. If you'd mm-hmm. like to watch the show, we'd welcome you. I'm look, I'm pointing right here to my iPad where I'm mm-hmm. seeing all your comments. You can find us on Facebook at 101.5 Word FM or the Ride Home with John and Kathy. If you'd like to make a comment or ask a question, we will answer as we're able. Yep. You said we hope it's entertaining. Well, we, we hope. hope it's entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> we hope it's entertaining. How's your cleaning going, Kath? Uh, are you busy at work? Uh, is that house spick and span, as they say? Uh, thanks for asking. I feel badly about it. Don't be. Don't feel mm-hmm. bad. I do, though, because I, you know, I haven't been out of the house since Saturday. I haven't even, I mean, other than stepping out on my porch, I have yep. not been out of the house since Saturday. And I feel like I should be doing better than I am. No judgment here. Okay. Speak Thank you. Because I'm going to speak, speak to yourself myself. as a third person. How's Kathy Evans doing? That's lame, and I'm not doing it. <laughs> anyway, how's your cleaning, John? Uh, not too good. Not too really? Good. Now, that's surprising to me because you're a very clean. You're the cleaner in your household. I am the cleaner in my house. But, you know, I'm busy. What's happened? I, I just, uh, I did uh, not that long ago clean the oven. You don't have an auto. Now, see, now I sound like an elite. No, no. Here's the deal. Okay, you don't have an automatic say. oven cleaner? We do. We do. But what we've learned is that when we use it, yeah, it breaks the thermostat. 
So that is a design flaw. It is, of course, it is. Yeah. So good grief. I mean, the oven is not that old. I bet the oven's maybe you know uh, eight years old or so, and uh, I forget the brand. It's like one of these. Ugh, I made a mistake. Oh, I, I know what it is. What? It? It's a Bosch, right? It's a Bosch. Yeah, I've seen it at your house. It's That's a worst. really nice oven. It's the worst. Okay. Don't, I'm not even going to bother to say it because I don't want to get into a lawsuit. But listen, every time we put on the oven cleaner, that you know, so the temperature raises like. Very, God, very high. Yeah, right. And then we go to use the oven. It's broken. So we have to replace the thermostat. That's horrible. We've done this three times. So what? So you're in there using easy off? Mm-hmm. Stop it. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. I am. I am. Do you know how that stinks? Oh, I can't stand the oh, smell I mean, of that stuff. By the time I got Horrible. done cleaning the oven, I mean, seriously, I had a goiter that just came up. It just <laughs> popped up. That thing is so toxic. It's so horrible. So I have to open up all the windows. Of course, I'm wearing rubber gloves and spraying that thing in there with every, but. That's terrible. Once And then we have one of those little mats below. Do you have like a little mat? You a know, little like mat? A, yeah. You put it in the bottom of your oven. No. You know? Oh, yeah. Because um, I, I just clean my oven and scrape it out. No, but you know, you put a little mat in there, which you know, and then so something bubbles over or whatever. Then you take the mat out and clean the mat, and then put the mat back in. Why don't you just clean your oven? Well, it's a little time saver. The mat is, is a little, you know. Well, you know, how shortcut. long does it take to clean the oven? You close it and you hit the button. I, I'm telling you, I can't clean the oven. It's broken. Okay, so it becomes like an hour, two hour thing of cancerous involvement. It's a drag. I hate it so much. Boy, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just insensitive today. I just, you had to bring that up I anyway. Just... <laughs> Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Come on over. Come on over for dinner sometime, Kath. Okay. I'll make some you know, chicken in the oven for you. So the Wall Street Journal's uh, writing about the cleaning thing because yeah. you know they've got all sorts of tips for tips. stuff you can stuff you can clean and ways you can clean. How to freshen now, your fridge. Listen to this. Oh, I did clean out my fridge the other day. God bless I took everything out. Every mm. last thing. I cleaned the walls, That's a good feeling, the shelves, isn't it? everything. Very nice. And then I threatened my family members. I said, Don't. listen. Okay. Don't no, you this spill is what, any mustard. Right. This is what the Wall Street Journal says. Now, after you have cleaned all the things that regularly should be cleaned yeah. and you're and you're thinking, okay, well, Bonus. maybe maybe I should look more deeply into what should be cleaned. Mm. Are you ready for what they recommend? <laughs> Go ahead. Vacuuming under the cushions in your chairs and sofa. Oh, that's good. That's a good thing to do. Don't you, do you do that? I do do that. I like that. That's but I haven't done it in a while. But okay. I think this is good. They said even the ones you don't eat in, and they said feel free to use that weird slotted attachment mm-hmm. on your vacuum still mm-hmm. in the cellophane wrapper. <laughs> How do they know? Mm-hmm. They just right? know. Yeah. They just know. They're the Wall Street Journal. They're very smart. Mm-hmm. Now, whenever you do that, whenever you clean those things, aren't you surprised at the stuff you find? Uh, horrified. Oh my God. <laughs> what? Who was over here? What Exactly. What, what kind of family lives yeah, here? Is that me? How about, uh, they said dab dots of linen white paint on all those nail holes hiding under every framed thing that was uh, ever rehung on your walls. Oh yeah. I'll get to that. <clears throat> okay. Uh, oh yeah. I'll be right on that. You know how I feel about that. Now uh-huh. this is someone who really needs something else to do, but What's there's, ver- there's line up all your bandaid boxes in a row. <laughs> On a shelf in your medicine cabinet, going from little dots and strips on up to extra large. That's like Dustin Hoffman and Rain Man. Seriously. <laughs> Line up all your Band-Aid boxes. Something's going on up here that's not real positive. Oh, my the gosh. And I don't boxes. even have a medicine cabinet. You don't have a medicine cabinet? No. Neither do I. 
So there's no way. So great. There's no way for us to line those up. On the ride home with John and Kathy, we are anti-medicine cabinet. <laughs> we are. We don't believe in them. Oh, no, no. No. And hey, let me break in with a parenthetical statement. I got a text from my daughter during the uh, top of the hour news break. Yep. She said, and this is for all of you who were listening in the last hour when we were talking about The Bachelor. Mm. She said uh, not to be listening through the wall or anything, mom. Hey, you. <laughs> but... The Bachelor premiered in the early years of the 2000s, and so therefore, it has been on for 20 plus years. 20 I was plus wrong. Seasons, really? I repent. I'm very oh, sorry for nice. all of you Bachelor fans. Who That's a lot of tears. That's a lot of heartbreak over the Okay, bachelor. can we go back to cleaning now that sure. I've made my, my uh, mea culpa? That's a little whiplash there. Hold on. What are we talking about now? I got nothing. Okay. Wall Street Journal. It says, uh, declare war on the wrinkle on the carpet under the dining room table that won't flatten despite guests being constantly directed to walk on it. Mm, okay. So that, they said you can take problem. your heaviest books, your art history, your Bible commentary, whatever it is, and just put it on there and just put take care of it once and for all. Okay. How about this? When was the last time you cleaned under your bed? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time. Yeah. You might want to do that, right? Okay. All right. What? I'm I'm generally like okay with the dirt, but then when the, you get like the scientists who are like you know doing the microscopic the dust you know, mite analysis. Oh my gosh! Listen, it's like that puts horrific. me in deep yeah. despair. So yeah, I do want to vacuum under the bed. Not not just vacuum. Doesn't isn't your husband like you know the champion of taking everything apart and cleaning behind? Yeah, every six months he takes all the beds away in every bedroom and cleans behind them and vacuums and every them six and months. Can you believe that? That's Isn't he man. awesome? You married up. Didn't you have you? no idea you really how lucky did. I am. You married up every six months. Oh my god! Now I'm gonna I'm gonna step it up really here, right here. Yeah, oh why? Got, like, have you ever step it up? Have you ever cleaned your bed? What does that mean? Like clean you gonna, your bed? Like wash my sheets? No, like your actual mattress. Cleaned my mattress. What do you mean? Yeah. So like there's took a- it outside and beat it. <laughs> the old school way. Mm-hmm. Apparently there's. So I did this a month ago. So if you if you get um, baking soda and you put it in a bowl and you add an essential oil to it, whatever smell you want. Here we go. Here, Here we, we go. go with the oil. I'm telling you, it works. It cleans uh-huh. your, mas- your mattress. Old- uh, it, it, it takes away the dust mites. It, cl- it mm-hmm. kills all the dust mites. It kills all the dust. No, wait. You're, no, wait. So, so you're mixing baking powder, some magical essential oil, and you're mm-hmm. like spraying it on your mattress? You you rub it all, all over your mattress, and you actually have to massage it instantly. Into your mattress. Now we're massaging yeah. our mattress. Yeah, right. Okay. And then you wait and like ten min- ten to fifteen minutes, and then you get a vacuum, and you suck it all out. Mm-hmm. And then at two a.m. you wake up screaming because you're <laughs> dreaming about some woman selling you essential oils. <laughs> okay. Does it yeah. does it smell like nice and fresh, and you feel? Oh like you- yeah, it totally. Mm-hmm. I I love the smell of my bed now. Yeah. And it really, made- what what essential oil did you use? Mike? I I use lavender. Oh, that's so beautiful. That and is my, a very nice aroma. You my know, guys are on Normandy. Like you know, the guys are like dying in World War II, and Mike's out there putting lavender <laughs> on his bed. <laughs> I don't care. I'm saying, isn't? It, I'm just kind of curious about this this image here, Mike. Is this what's on screen right now? Is it? Is this? Is that what we're seeing? Like you're talking with us? Like you know, your back is turned to us? No, no, no. no. I have I have my own camera. Oh, so you do? Okay. Well, God bless you. I switched right. to my camera feed. They could see my mug. Very nice. I also need a haircut, by the way. Okay. So I'm gonna have to- well, listen, my hairdresser is going to be on in less than 30 minutes. Oh, thank she can God. advise you, Mike. Thank yeah. God. 
And during the commercial break, why don't you go put some more lavender on, okay? <laughs> sure will. Just make us feel better about yourself. <laughs> Take a break. Come back. Dan White's going to join us. We're going to talk about love and fear during a pandemic. We, we have a lot of one. We could use more of the other. Yeah. <laughs> WORD. So, yeah, things are a little weird right now. So at Word FM, we offer a little bit of normalcy to your life. Inspiration will not be canceled. Conversations will not be canceled. The good news of Jesus will not be canceled. Hope will not be canceled. Use your smart speaker to stay connected. That's a smart choice. 101.5 WORD. Always open for encouragement. We're all spending more time at home these days, but somehow the wind and the rain didn't get the memo about shelter in place. Hey, listen, there's some great news from Windows R Us Pittsburgh. They've been granted a waiver by the governor to handle any emergency repairs outside your home. If you've had damage to your roof, gutters, siding, or windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can still answer the call. And everything will be handled in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines to keep your family and their employees safe. You may be eligible for free repair or replacement with the area's premier exterior replacement company with over 50 years of home remodeling experience. Visit windowsrspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. For a no-pressure approach with no hidden fees and one of the fastest turnarounds in the industry, a company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, windowsrspittsburgh.com. That's windowsrspittsburgh.com. If you're a licensed counselor in Pennsylvania, Grace Wellness Center doesn't want to hire you. They want to partner with you. At Grace Wellness Center, you'll find the personal support and professional development you need to build your ideal clientele. Grace Wellness Center invests in you so you can invest in your clients. Get the support, training, and personal coaching you need to pursue your passion and build the kingdom with offices throughout Greater Pittsburgh. Join the team at thegracewellnesscenter.com. There will be parties again soon and family gatherings. There'll be parades and sporting events and concerts to help our communities when they come back together. Respond to the 2020 census now. Spend a few minutes online today to impact the next 10 years of healthcare, infrastructure, and education. Respond online today to make America's tomorrow brighter. Shape your future. Start here at 2020census.gov. Paid for by U.S. Census Bureau. Pandemic, market drops, elections. Don't let the noise and fear distract you. Where do you go for clarity in uncertain times? For experienced advice on planning for retirement, tune in right here Saturday morning at 10 for your retirement blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane. Or call Accurate Solutions Group now for help navigating these unprecedented times. 412-515-3355. Investment advisory services are offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC, a registered investment advisory firm. happy to welcome Dan White Jr. back to the show. Dan co-planted Axiom, a faith community in Syracuse, New York. He's also a strategist with the V3 movement, which coaches cohorts from around the country through a nine-month missional system. But we came to know Dan because he's the author of a book that we have so much appreciated. It's called Love Over Fear, Facing Monsters, Befriending Enemies, and Healing Our Polarized World. Dan, we love what you write. We love what you do. Welcome back. 
Oh, it's good to be back. I appreciate those words. Thank you. Yeah, it's our pleasure. Daniel, of course, uh, we follow you on Twitter, and uh, I just looked at you before you joined us on air. Four minutes ago, you tweeted, while conservatives and progressives seem to be at each other's throats, Jesus is bending low to wash their feet. <laughs> and that's going to get me a, in trouble. That's fabulous. <laughs> it really is. Mm, I appreciate that. Yeah, the, the, this is what's happening right now in our uh, current situation, uh, fear is making us just purely finger point and blame and try to find a scapegoat uh, rather than moving towards uh, love and the basin and the towel and service and compassion. And uh, yeah, that's what Christians are called to be considering right now. Yeah. Mm. So, Dan, just talk to us for a second about you, because uh, I'm sure you did not come to this mindset uh, it wasn't something that you were necessarily born with. You had to work mm. yourself into this perspective, right? Yeah, I noticed a fear issue in my own life, um, really going back almost 10 years ago. Um, I was becoming further frustrated with some people around me in my own Christian community that were um, really just villainizing each other and, and finding ways to see each other as enemies. And when I tried to search for a solution, I realized that the base of it was fear. Uh, we feared one another. And uh, the further I looked into it, I realized I had a fear issue. And uh, as a pastor, you know, it's something that you don't like to confess, but I realized that fear had a grip on my own life. And then as I explored the scriptures, um, you come really face to face with how many times Jesus is addressing the fear in his disciples. He asked them 40 times, why are you so afraid? Um, and I think he asked that question because we have a fear issue. I have a fear issue. Mm. What are we afraid of? I, you know, I think you're right. I think that, you know, we were just talking to a guest in our last hour about the inability of people on college campuses to hear from each other's perspectives mm -hmm. um, and how it often turns to violence or it turns to name calling yeah. or it turns, it turns to, you know, modern day shunning. Um, and so yeah. I see that fear is an element there. That makes sense. But what are we afraid of? Are we, are we afraid of our, of being revealed? Are we afraid of our mm. opinion being challenged and us having to maybe go back on it and think something different? What do you think? That's a great question. I think it's it's some of those things that you said, Kathy, but I think ultimately it's around our identity. Um, and Jesus uh, was not afraid to be associated with different people. His identity was rooted in the Father's love, and so he could sit at the table with Pharisees and enjoy drink and food with them and share about the kingdom of God. He could also sit at the table with prostitutes. Um, and this did not shake his sense of self. I think that what's happening on college campuses, happening in our Christian communities, happening on social media, is that to associate or to love people that are unlike us or different than us or share different opinions really shakes our sense of identity. And I think mm. it's because our identity is not rooted deeply that we are loved by God. Um, mm. So the moment I start relating with my enemy, the moment there's a perception that I'm, uh, I believe like they do, or I'm like them. Um, I just did some fascinating research. I just finished a, a little tour on love or fear. And these are the two sentiments that um, came out in a survey that conservatives feel like 
moving towards their enemies will make them look like compromisers. And mm. progressives, progressives feel like moving towards their enemies with love will make them look like they're complicit with injustice. And so what happens is none of us move. <laughs> uh, we, we can't seem to actually move towards each other with self-emptying love because we don't want to be viewed a certain way. I see. So then, so then Dan, then the opposite of fear is not necessarily courage. Maybe the opposite of fear is compassion or empathy. Yeah. Oh, that's good, John. That's, that's exactly why Christ was able to move towards uh, the opposite of his own holiness uh, because of the compassion that was flowing from his own soul, his own humanity, and his own Godhead. Um, and I think that's what's, what's happening in a polarized society is we've lost compassion for each other. We, we actually would rather win and beat each other with our arguments rather than befriending one another and seeing the possibilities of something new um, arise. Mm-hmm. We're talking to Dan White Jr. Dan is the author of such a terrific book. We love it. It's called Love Over Fear, Facing Monsters, Befriending Enemies, and Healing Our Polarized World. So, Dan, when we see the uh, acrimony, that's the nicest word I can think of, that breaks out on social media. I was sitting with my daughter last night who is in college, and we were watching. I I actually put up on Apple TV a shot from a social media feed I was on, and we just talked about how people were responding to each other. It It is so awful it's just chilling actually when you look at it and it's just one and you know what you know how it is and you have to laugh about it because everybody's got their own article that they need to post right and everybody's got their own authority and you know uh, i i'm following this doctor i'm following this politician or whatever and if you're not following you're a moron and it's just Mm -hmm. there is there is absolutely nothing accomplished by the end of that social media post and we're spending all of our time doing this I know. And uh, you, you were saying there for a second that we find our own doctors, our own articles. Yeah. And th- what's happening now is that if we want to tell somebody that they're wrong, we can go find some some piece of material, an article, a blog post that's going to support our opinion. And uh, we, But we're delusional that it's actually going to change people's minds. Right. Um, and this is what is so interesting about the way that Jesus engaged those who would you know potentially be seen as enemies of his he didn't pummel them with facts he told stories he asked questions he touched on their pain and what is happening is we're, we are we've kind of lost sense of um, compassion for the person rather we're more uh, offended by uh, the ideology they hold and social media just perpetuates an obsession with ideology, with opinions, with uh, my facts are better than your facts. And it shapes us for not seeing the person, um, the image of God in another. Yes. Okay, Dan, so I'm determined this period that we're in right now, this pandemic era, whether it mm. lasts another month or another six months or another year or whatever, I'm determined yeah. to come out of this different than I, the way I went in. So yeah. your story about fear, you know, from a decade ago and looking at that and thinking about that and praying about it, how it transformed you. 
yeah. I, I need some encouragement. I think for all of us do that. We want to be different and I need something in my toolbox to, to yeah. pray about and, and to use. So what is that? Yeah. What, what can we have that we can look at the world and each other in a different way? Yeah. The question I've been asking myself and I'm in the same boat as everybody, both of you and, and all my friends, uh, this is such an unprecedented time. It's hard to know how to answer uh, this this predicament we're in. But the, the two things that have lifted to the surface for me over the years is that fear is a voice of scarcity. Mm-hmm. And scarcity is that I don't have enough. Um, I'm not enough. God is not enough. Um, and it, you hunker down and you hoard and you self-absorb and you finger point and you just move, you just close in on yourself. And this is really what the, the enemy tempted Adam and Eve in the garden with, you know, maybe God's holding out on you. Mm-hmm. Maybe he is not providing for you. Maybe you're not safe. Um, the voice of love is the love is the voice of generosity and generosity believes that I have abundance, that I actually, I have um, all that I need for joy and contentment and happiness and life and love. And so I can actually, in a, in a situation like the pandemic, my wife and I have actually been discerning, how do we live into the voice of generosity instead of the voice of scarcity? Um, because every politician, every commercial, even my social media feed is selling me fear. It's selling me scarcity. Um, and I really want to tune into the voice of generosity, that God is actually present in the middle of this. He's speaking in the middle of this. He's providing in the middle of this. Um, and he has something to pass through me to others in the middle of this. And I think that's just a, a more discipleship-oriented question, you know, than fear-based question. Yeah. Dan, I, I, I feel like that comes, what you've said, it comes from the heart of God. I do. I yes. can't tell you the grief that I experience on a daily basis seeing how especially Christians treat one another online from different political yeah. perspectives. It is – and. It, it, it is repeated on a daily cycle. And you'll think, boy, yes. this, what I've seen today, I've never seen anything like it. And then three days mm. from now, I'll think, well, I, now we've reached a new bottom. There, there has yeah. to be a better way. And I love valuing generosity and abundance over scarcity and realizing that's the gift we have in following Jesus. Yes, yes. Yeah, and that, Kathy, you're right on. It's when we, when we can set our eyes, fix our eyes, on the fact that we are loved sacrificially by Christ. I mean, Christ gave us everything, and we are beloved. Um, and that is a fullness that we should be able to uh, move into the world with, rather than fear and villainizing others and aggression and blaming. Um, now, that's a posture that doesn't really realize that they are beloved, um, that they belong already. They have nothing to prove. Um, and, and social media shapes us for that that voice of scarcity. Well, Dan, thanks. Uh, yeah. A few short minutes you've been with us. You've given us a, a lot to think about and to pray about some godly wisdom here. We greatly appreciate your time with us. Thanks, John. It was a joy. Dan White Jr. His work is called love over fear, facing monsters, befriending enemies and healing our polarized world. Dan so White good. Jr. So good. Take a break. Come back. We're going to talk about uh, governor Wolf and uh, his plan to start to open, at least talk about that, Allegheny County and all of Pennsylvania. Back in a few minutes. 
If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Are you tired of some of the movies that Hollywood puts out? Why not redeem the time you're spending at home with family and watch something that affirms your values? For a limited time, you can purchase No Safe Spaces, a film that reveals how freedom of speech is being threatened and how some are even attacked for their Christian beliefs right here in America. Freedom of speech is important for the spread of the gospel. Truth flourishes where it's allowed to be heard. But your speech and beliefs are under attack now more than ever. People have been accused of hate speech for simply speaking about the gospel. And some politicians have threatened to permanently shut down churches because of the pandemic. There is no more important time to watch No Safe Spaces. Go to nosafespaces.com. Use the code SAVE25 to get 25% off your purchase. That's SAVE25. This offer is only available for a limited time. Go to nosafespaces.com today. Your teeth can't remote into the office or remain socially distant. And dental emergencies won't wait to flatten the curve. The good news? While Stock Family Dentistry remains closed for routine care, they are open for emergencies, going above and beyond the norm to provide a safe, sanitary environment, pre-screening, and seeing only one patient in the office at a time. Stock Family Dentistry on Perry Highway in Wexford, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. At StockFamilyDentistry.com. You can't buy a best friend. You can love them, walk them, pet them, and care for them, whether they want you to or not. You can take a picture or 50. You can fly to the moon, travel the world, or just stay in bed. You can't buy a best friend like that, but you can adopt one. There are millions of pets waiting for a best friend just like you. Help us save them all at bestfriends.org. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Cloudy with rain for tonight, low 49. Tomorrow, showers to start, otherwise clouds high 61. Tomorrow night, clouds low 44. Cloudy with rain in the afternoon, Saturday, high 63. Sunday, cooler, breezy with periods of rain, high 51. Monday, sunshine with a high 54. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. Governor Wolf, uh, Governor Wolf uh, had a press conference today outlining a code-colored system featuring three phases of red, yellow, and green to begin relaxing uh, restrictions on business and residents during this COVID-19 crisis. 
The governor's administration will use the Pennsylvania Department of Health metrics plus a tool developed by Carnegie Mellon University to determine what regions are ready to move into each phase. And in an article by Sean Hamill from the Post-Gazette, he says this, thanks to a relatively minor hit by COVID-19 pandemic, Allegheny County could be one of the state's first counties allowed to relax the state's restrictions, so says Allegheny County Executive Rich Fitzgerald today. Well, wouldn't that be wonderful? It sure would be. Shouldn't we send kudos, John, out to every person who has A, been on the front lines of this, healthcare workers, people who are working at the grocery store, at the water company, at the sewage company, uh, you name it. But how about kudos to people who have just stayed home? You got who have that just right. listened, who thought, you know what? I would rather be out eating at a restaurant or going to a ball game or whatever, but I'm going to stay home. I mean, it's just thank God that so many people took that seriously you and that right. we are where we are. You know, last night I was having like this intense, when the show was over, I was like, I, like you, Kath, I hadn't been out. Yeah. And I was like, I just need to get out for a little bit. So I took a drive in my car and I parked at Forbes, Forbes Avenue uh, in Squirrel Hill. Mm-hmm. And I walked the distance of Forbes down to Murray to the bottom of Murray and then back up again. You know, mm-hmm. I just, there was nobody out. I really? mean, seriously, there were, there were so few people. I thought if I see someone coming towards me, I'll cross the street. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to cross the street. Really? And there were so few cars. I left there. I thought Pittsburgh's great. I mean, they've yep. taken this to heart yep. despite all the naysayers and the people saying it's a yeah. hoax and all that crazy stuff. People are doing the right thing and staying home. Yeah. I so agree. I appreciate it. I agree. It's been it's been absolutely wonderful. Yep. Now, one of the things I've stayed home from, John, is getting my hair cut. Mm, mm-hmm. Now, I'm one of those people who sets my calendar by it. Yep. Like when I'm leaving my my haircut, I'm making my appointment for my next right. haircut. My wife's doing it, the same thing. Right. How it's often? It's not like it's uh, five weeks. Every five weeks. Mm-hmm. And it's been how long? Uh, it's been at least nine. Nine weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, it looks good. Seriously. Yeah. It does. Thanks, John. It does. Really. Thanks. Okay, so with that in mind, mm-hmm. uh, I've been thinking about Kathy's, her locks. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Because of your was, concern for me. Well, I was hair. wondering about that. So we went out and we've invited Kathy's hairdresser to join us live on the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amy English from Valerie's Hair Salon in the North Hills. Mm-hmm. She's going to be with us next to assess Kathy's looks and to talk about the wisdom of cutting your own hair at home. Stay with us for that. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. With all we know about war and all that we understand about it because of our militaristic approach to peace in the world, there is not anything that we can say that would compare to the war that is coming someday. The war that will end all wars. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, The Handwriting on the Wall, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD. With all that's going on right now, the last thing you want to do is add to your stress. But credit card debt does that, doesn't it? Even though these are hard times and credit card debt can add up, you don't have to tackle it alone. Nonprofit Trinity Debt Management can help. 
Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees, and drastically reduce your interest. You'll pay thousands less than you originally owed. It's not a loan. It's a way to become debt-free and possibly improve your credit score. So call Trinity and talk to a certified counselor. They'll explain their proven program to you with no pressure, just practical solutions and hope for tomorrow. Take away this added stress today and be there for your family. If you're ready to pay off credit cards in less time for less money, then pick up the phone and call for a free no-obligation debt analysis and become debt-free for keeps. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Call 1-800-990-5496. That's 1-800-990-5496. Are you like most of us stuck at home these days? You know who else might be at home with you? Rodents. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free. The last thing you want right now are rodents eating your stash of toilet paper or nibbling away at your bottles of hand sanitizer. But honestly, these are unwanted guests freeloading on your food and supplies while they risk spreading further disease in your home. Baits on old-fashioned traps only invites them in when you really should be trying to keep them out. So how do you keep them out? With plug-in pest-free. Plug-in pest-free plugs into any electrical outlet to set up a no-go zone by utilizing the electrical wiring in your home, the most humane way of getting rid of your unwanted intruders. Now that's fair income. Look us up at gopestfree.com today. Use promo code PEST20 for 20% off. That's gopestfree.com, promo code PEST20. Don't spray and regret, plug in. And forget. Spending more time inside? J&D Waterproofing can help you breathe a little easier. Protect your family, friends, and pets from mold, dampness, and other unhealthy elements. For over 80 years, J&D has been making Pittsburgh basements very dry and improving indoor air quality with solutions like the Easy Breathe System. Eliminate unhealthy mold and allergy-causing moisture without filters or reservoirs while using less energy than a 40-watt light bulb. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY or visit JD waterproofing.com look at me do you think i care about my hair (laughs) i mean for most guys they kind of like okay especially if you're losing your hair or if it's already gone you just deal with it right that's men for women God bless women, and especially for the woman you love, your wife Mm -hmm. at home right now. Most women right now are suffering deep and strong existential Mm -hmm. chaos, Mm -hmm. such as the case with our beloved Kathy Emmons. It's been a while since she's had her regularly scheduled hair. I'm not going to call it a haircut. What do you call it? I have the cut and color, John. Cut and color. Mm -hmm. She's not alone. My own wife downstairs right now, she was just crying her own fact that her hair is uh, growing out oddly. Mm -hmm. And um, to me, it looks fine. I mean, that's good perspective. Mm -hmm. But the poor women, the salons have been closed now. We're suffering. They are suffering, Mm -hmm. especially those in the cut and color mode. So we've gone out and uh, been thinking a lot about, well, maybe it's right that I think, you know, you just Pick up a pair of scissors and just do a little, you know, a little job. No, just no, no. Listen, I'm telling you right now, John, my whole life, my whole life, especially since I've had children, never, you should never cut your own hair. The reason that there are hair care professionals is because yeah. they know what they're doing. Right. Okay. A those of us civilians should not be doing that sort of thing. We're yeah, going to wreck okay. it. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, 
whether you're thinking about being a plumber or an electrician, there's a reason why they're on the front lines yes. as professionals. They've been there. They've done that. The experience counts. Yes. So with that in mind, as Kathy is suffering her uh, existential angst about her hair, we've invited Amy English. She's the owner of Valerie's Hair Salon in the uh, North Hills. And Amy, for many, many a year, has been tending to her own Kathy's head. Amy, welcome to the show. Hello, everybody. I'm actually not the owner. I work for Valerie. Oh, sorry. My fault. I mean, let's not no, displace okay. Valerie, right, Amy? I mean, it's such a sensitive time. <laughs> it is, yes, yeah. Listen, I mean, she good, is such good. a doll. She's trying to get us back to work as fast as we can. I yes. know. All right, Aim. Now, you and I haven't been apart for longer than five weeks in about a decade. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Okay, so first off, I need an assessment. Now, you, you know, you, you know my hair better than anyone else on earth. So when you look at the yeah. live stream, do you think, holy smokes, like I have to cut, are, are you going to come over to my house tonight with a hazmat suit just so you can make yourself feel better? Kathy, your hair really doesn't look bad at all. You Thank can you, see Amy. me right it now. Does. I'm glad I'm not live streaming. <laughs> wow, Aim, that's so great. Okay, so maybe I can eke out a couple more weeks. You might be able to. You might. I, mean, I don't think bangs, you have any choice. But, Amy, I wonder about this. Because people know you and call you. Do people Have people called you uh, trying to bribe you? Or are they in tears mm-hmm. offering, please come and help me cut my hair? Listen, my phone goes from 100% down to zero within a few hours from all the texts and phone calls I'm getting. It's so okay. funny. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. And okay, so, so, so Amy, people want to have a doctor in their life, and they want you. That's pretty much the only two things that they need. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is true. You know, I don't recommend people cutting their own hair, but, you know, sometimes your bangs get in your face. Completely mm. understand that. Um, there is a way to do that yourself. Oh, okay. All right. So if there is a way to do it ourselves, I mean, and we, of course, recognize that we're civilians. Please tell us your recommendations, Amy. Well, okay. So your bangs are long. You comb them down so they're in your eyes, and then you comb them all to the center. So it's like, you know, you just have a a, like an inch because they're all combed to the center. And then sort of use your nose and do it dry. Don't do it wet because if you do them wet, they're going to shrink up and you might have baby bangs. (laughs) 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 And you don't want No baby bangs. Okay, so don't make them wet. Okay. Yeah, and then you just trim along the bridge of your nose, and when you spread them out, they should be even all the way around your forehead. Sounds pretty easy. Okay, it's not easy, It actually is easy. easy. Well, it's not easy, but if you do it, like, watch yourself in the mirror, comb your bangs all to the center, you know, so you just have, like, an inch, and Mm -hmm. then trim that part. (laughs) Trim that part, and then when you fan them out, they they should be even. Mm-hmm. And Amy, no, okay, first, first off, forehead. Amy, let me just say that on our Facebook live stream, there are all sorts of clients of yours that are coming on and saying, yay, Amy, go, Amy. Okay, so you're, you're known far and wide. I'll tell you that right now. But if, you, if, if we all, all of your beloved clients who see you regularly, if we cut our own hair over these next however many weeks until we see you again, when we come back, you are going to have the funniest <laughs> stories because you're going to look at our heads and say, oh, my gosh. 
not just the haircuts, but the bad hair color too. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, so I'm glad you talked about this. Yeah. So I mean, look, the, the hair coloring kits—they're available. So why wouldn't people just go out and you know put a little Clairol in their hair? Well, you know what? That's easier said than done. <laughs> you know, you don't always know exactly what color to get, and if you're a little bit lighter and you put a darker color on, it's going to look ridiculous. And corrective color is so hard to do. So I don't recommend that. But I've had a few people text me and send me pictures of colors. And I'm like, you know what? Go for it. We'll fix it if it doesn't work out. (laughs) Okay. What about, Amy, what about this? Now, what about a Sharpie? I thought about this. So if (laughs) if I can't do hair color, like what if I get like a brown Sharpie? Can I just draw the right things in? You know that probably wouldn't work. Maybe your, you know, eye, um, eye or your um, your eyebrow pencil. You know what I mean? That you color uh-huh. your eyebrows and maybe try using that because right. <laughs> that would wash out. I don't know that a sharpie would wash out of your hair. <laughs> okay. So and then, Amy, you're counseling only in extreme emergencies. You can cut right. your bangs. The coloring thing is a different story. Okay. So we heard today right. that the governor of Pennsylvania is talking about reopening. Any idea when you yourself might open? Well, Val texted us this morning, and apparently we're not in the first wave of openings, um, which I guess is supposed to start March 8th, um, which is surprising because you think that we would be essential. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not right. non-essential. Um, so I'm really not sure. Um, I guess, you know, two weeks after that, when the next round of openings, hopefully, you know, will be included in that. Okay. But at the same time, you want to be safe, right? I mean, you want to be safe for your own family and for your own life. So better to stay closed until you feel, you know, that your safety is under control. Exactly. Exactly. What if, Amy, Amy, you and I met in a parking lot somewhere? What if we met and you you used some long tools? I don't know what they would be, but very long Long tools, tools. you know, like, and so we could be separated and yet I could be happy. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? Probably we just hope that no police drive by. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I see these things on Amy Facebook, and I both these ads. In prison. Have you seen these ads on Facebook where people are like cutting their hair with like some sort of, you know, wand and everyone's real happy and like the hair's flying everywhere and then they look fabulous. Oh, yeah. It looks pretty like, yeah, have you seen that? that? Oh, I've seen a lot of them. They're actually really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she really thinks funny. they work, John. No, they don't. No, sure they don't. So, Amy, you're saying they I don't work. I wouldn't think so. Uh, I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't, mm. I wouldn't try it. <laughs> I yeah. wouldn't try it. But then I've seen some people cut their hair, bad haircuts, so watch what you do. Right. Well, the good news is if you do cut your hair and you mess it up badly, no one's going to see it or not many people are going to see it anyway. That is true. <laughs> that is absolutely true. Until okay, we, Amy, until we open up again. Us, and what, we about, can... what about any, any uh, advice you might have for the men in our listening audience? So John has already care. said he doesn't give a care about his hair, though Mike, our producer, is desperate. He mm-hmm. said he would do anything for a haircut. So what do you have to tell the males? Buzz cut? Oh, um, I have no idea. Thank I you, wouldn't man. even begin to. It, you know what? I can cut other people's hair. I can't cut my own. I wouldn't even attempt to cut my own hair. Mm-hmm. Amy would not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wouldn't attempt it. I mean, I know I wouldn't get it even. <laughs> yeah. I think everybody my- should just wait and just hit up your hairstylist or your barber whenever everything opens again. 
Yes. But my guess is, Amy, your family is very well groomed. Oh, oh, yes, they are. Hey, I've got to keep my hands in it, you know, so I don't forget what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) That, my friends, is my hairstylist, my friend Amy English from Valerie's Hair Salon in McCandless, PA. If you're wondering who you're going to go to when you come back to work, you should go to her because I love her. But in the meantime, do not cut your own hair. I love you, too. (laughs) Thank you, Amy. That's right. All right, you guys take care. Have a good evening. You, too. Mm, Bye-bye. This important message is for anyone experiencing financial hardship and owes back taxes to the IRS or has unfiled tax returns. Recent events have caused massive job layoffs and financially burdened millions. While tough times will go away, the IRS won't. At Community Tax, we're on top of evolving IRS collection policies that could make it easier to resolve tax problems and dramatically lower monthly payments. If you're facing a serious loss of income, you may qualify for IRS hardship programs that may lower your monthly payments or provide dramatic tax savings. For taxpayers who owe less than $250,000 and are in a payment arrangement with the IRS, new guidelines could lower your payments substantially. Community Tax has decades of experience helping taxpayers with IRS collections. So call our helpline today for your free consultation and learn what programs you qualify for. Call 800-500-5588. That's 800-500-5588. 800-500-5588. This is Greg Trzynski from the Original Mattress Factory. The last few weeks have been unlike anything we have ever seen. But when this is all over and daily life begins to return to normal, let's remember how we work together to protect the vulnerable. Let's remember how much a simple phone call to check in on our family, friends, and neighbors meant to them. Let's remember to say thank you to those who kept us safe, healthy, and fed during this time. When this is all over, let's remember what was truly important. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll see you soon. This is John Samick. I'm the owner of ServiceMaster Greater Pittsburgh. As we battle the coronavirus, ServiceMaster follows all CDC guidelines for social interaction. Our mission is to protect your home and business. Van, the yellow van, ServiceMaster. This is John Samick. I'm the owner of ServiceMaster Greater Pittsburgh. We follow all CDC guidelines as we continue to provide essential services to homes and businesses, including fire and water damage restoration. Van, the yellow van, ServiceMaster. Upwork has the world's largest network of proven independent professionals, and I have an alphabetical list of them. Accountants, administrative assistants, animators, architects, you get the point. When you need in-demand talent on demand, Upwork is how. Hello, this is Terry Hanna, host of Christians with Secret Addictions. I'm not a pastor, theologian, therapist, or counselor. I'm a Christian with 26 years of healing for multiple addictions. If you or a loved one are lost in the wilderness of an addiction, we're here for you every Sunday evening at 6.45 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Why not join us on this spiritual journey to the promised land of healing? Talk to you Sunday. It's long, over a thousand chapters, over 30,000 verses. No wonder so many of us have never read it cover to cover. Want to do it? Want to read the entire Bible? Start today at BibleStudyTools.com. BibleStudyTools.com includes Bible in a Year, an interactive plan for reading, learning, and understanding the Bible. Deepen your faith and impact your walk with God, one day at a time. Bible in a Year, just one of the new interactive Bible study tools at BibleStudyTools.com. a long-standing love affair with Eaton Park. I know you have. 
especially the McKnight Road location. But when I saw the news today about what they're doing now, I thought my affection could actually deepen. This is according to the Trib. The Pittsburgh-based restaurant chain Eaton Park launched a temporary grocery program today in all of its restaurants to provide access to everyday staples, including Turner's Milk, Saloni's Bread by the Loaf, Heinz Ketchup, Toilet Paper, and Eaton Park single-serve coffee pods. What? How about that? No, wait a second. How, do you know how this works? I mean, uh, Eaton yeah, Park so is listen, closed, so right? So first off, you can go to their website and find uh, a full list of the available items. But when you go to pick up whatever your takeout order is from Eaton Park, you can also pick up other things you need while you're there. So you only have to make one stop. That's wild. Okay, Isn't that I, great? I'd be really curious about that, how they're doing this, right? I'm mean, yep. going to go to Eaton Park and pick up some TP. That doesn't, you know. I know, but see, you're not going to Eaton Park to get the TP. You're going to Eaton Park to get your dinner. And while you're there, you can also get your TP. Right. I wonder Isn't if you that get great? A, now, listen, they're also, what'd you say? Can you get a takeout pie? Of course you can, John. Most of the pie is for takeout. Hmm. I mean, for goodness sake. Now, listen, they've also announced that pints of its ranch dressing and Turner's cottage cheese, as well as quarts of homemade soup, will sell for five bucks. Really? Their yeah. homemade soup is absolutely delicious. And I love eating park chili. I nice. absolutely. So you can purchase online or by phone, and then you can go right through the pickup window and pick up your stuff. Excellent. It's kind of a soup day, isn't it? Right? It is a soup day. nice to have day. a little uh, chicken noodle soup from Eaton Park. I know. Very good. All right. Tell me some good news about Matt Murray. Yeah, okay. Uh, speaking of Matt Murray, uh, the Pens goalie, of course, uh, he's been inactive along with the rest of the NHL. Um, he's doing his part. He's partnered with Primani Brothers mm-hmm. to launch a $5,000 open tab for the city of Pittsburgh police officers oh. in Pittsburgh beginning today. Now, Super both downtown number. locations, uh, the two restaurants in uh, Market Square, you walk in there, you police officer, they go, it's on Matt Murray, five grand. Isn't that fabulous? That is wonderful. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know that Permanis was open. So I wonder what that's like, you know, at the counter. Well, you know, oh, you, yeah. Permanis is open. Really? Oh, uh, yeah. I was just dreaming about getting a fish sandwich. The last fish sandwich I had there, maybe was in December before Christmas, yeah. was so outstanding. No kidding. Oh, my gosh. I never even considered Permanis for a fish sandwich. I've never had a fish sandwich there. John, I, ha- I was at the one in Market Square with yeah. our good friends Scott and Lauren. And I, I mean, I ate the entire thing and you know what a small person I am. I ate the whole thing. It was that awesome. That's gutsy. Wait. So Permanis is in market square selling fish sandwiches when right across the street is the oyster house. Mm, Man, Mm -hmm. that's gutsy. That Mm -hmm. is gutsy. Okay. Now that you, you know, when you hear somebody talk about food, now that you put like a fish sandwich in my head, I'm going to have to get a fish sandwich. Like you're not going to be happy with anything else. Are you? Yeah, I need Sorry. a fish sandwich. That's really excellent. Huh? Hey, you could mm-hmm. eat a fish sandwich tonight while you're watching the NFL draft. Oh, yeah. Okay. It starts at 8 o'clock. I'm super pumped. You know, in years past, I've been kind of like Matt about oh, me the, too. Uh, the NFL. But now it's kind of sports related. I- I'd be more than happy to watch that. Yeah, I am so excited to see something actually happen in the world of sports that what I think I'm, I'm going to be tuned in start to finish. Okay, now, the, so Steelers don't, the Steelers don't pick tonight. No, they pick tomorrow night, right? Right. Because they give up their first round draft pick. Right. Right. 
So uh, w- the cool thing about the NFL draft, what I love about it is, you know, you get to see the, the guys, especially in the early rounds, the phone call or their names are called out and then the camera cuts and then, excuse me, you see all this celebration going on, right? Right. For a lot of these guys, I mean, this is money that's going to change their lives oh, yeah. forever, right? Exactly. Of so we're not going to see, I wonder if we're going to see that. What, what are the, uh, the dynamics, I think, of the broadcast? How I think, that- you know... Obviously, the three of us are doing this technological thing online and doing video every day, and there are all sorts of things you don't expect. I just want to tune in and see all the crazy, unexpected glitches. <laughs> That's going to be well, good. That's I going mean, to be good. NFL, they've got some deep pockets, so I would think that things would be nice and smooth. Oh, no. Right? It's still going to get messed up, I promise. Okay. So that's 8 o'clock tonight. The draft gets underway. My hope is they, they play some clips or some extended sequences so we can see some football, even oh, though it's from a long time ago. Wouldn't that feel good? It sure would. That would really feel good. Yeah. Hey, thanks for being with us. Uh, We are up and running. We're streaming live on Facebook. And, of course, you can catch the podcast a little later on as well. The Ride Home with John and Kathy and uh, uh, on Word FM as well. Kath? Yeah. If you'd like to leave a comment on Facebook, I'm trying to get back to as many people as possible. Thanks so much for weighing in. Have a great night, Pittsburgh. We'll see you back here tomorrow. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.